Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 27, February the 4th, 2007. It's the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Hi, Dave. And they said, they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I actually got some uh, grief yesterday about that. Really? Somebody said something. I said, that's going to be on the podcast tomorrow. And I said, yes, for your millions of readers and listeners. And, and John said, well, I don't know. I'm here. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. Yeah, so here we are. And uh, not only is it the uh, fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time, not only is it February, not only is it our 27th show, Reiner, what else is it? What is, what is this the day after? This is the day after? Come on. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's unavoidable. Okay, it was my birthday yesterday. That's why people were here. Oh, not right. Don't be modest. It wasn't just an ordinary birthday. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mark, my um, unavoidable plunge into death. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, A-A-R-P. Let me just say A-A-R-P. Not, hey. I think we're still a little bit on this side of the A-A-R-P. It's not true. I got two letters from them this week. Those bastards. <laughs> They, you know, they send you this stuff, and then you automatically feel like you're old. I used to have a cartoon on my fridge <laughs> from the New Yorker where somebody's standing there going, it's from the AARP, I'm going to oh. need a hug. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but anyway. It is, you, you know what, 50 is the new 35. <laughs> it's great. Don't you think? So that means I should be hitting on 35-year-old chicks? Or? No, you should be hitting on 28-year-old chicks. <laughs> okay. Because I think that makes them still within your 35-year-old. My logic here is completely out the window. But anyways, I think, sure, 30-year-old chicks, yes, definitely. Okay. <laughs> that, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. You are doing that. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> So. Uh, well, I, I want to, on behalf of uh, somebody, all of our loyal listeners, future loyal listeners, I should say, want to wish you a happy birthday, Reiner. Thanks, Dave. And I, I, did you, you had a good one? Had a good it was birthday? good. We did, you know, adult kind of things most w of the time. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Glad so. to hear it. Yeah. The, and, and the love and, and, and uh, support of your family to have people around true good family friends it was all good kids it was wonderful everything. wonderful so. I think this is going to be a good year for you man I hope so I have a I have a I have a and, intuition here and I did win the lottery yesterday <laughs> you did how I much did four dollars wonderful <laughs> so brilliant as they do in those commercials brilliant yes. brilliant yes so, oh, uh, well, I don't have anything nearly that fun to report. Let's see, what did I do? I did laundry yesterday. That was exciting. Uh, nope. Let's not go there. There was nothing happening. Okay. We actually got a lot of snow got, for us. You the, got a lot of snow, yeah? The last three days. It's actually snowed. It's white out. Oh, my God. You know, the trucks have been snowing, plowing and stuff. Wow. First actual snow we've had this year. Wow. So. They did have a snow day a week ago, but there's no snow. <laughs> so, How'd that work? I, they were nuts. I don't know. And then this Friday, it was actually kind of bad out, and they had school. So, I don't know. Go figure. <laughs> uh, somebody's got poor decision-making processes going there. 
I think it has to do with the timing. What time the snow falls and is it oh, yeah. early enough to cancel school kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I don't know. Anyway, so. Anyway, so let's talk about the readings. I thought they were kind of interesting this week. Okay. Say something then. Oh, well, um, the readings, in my mind, had a lot to do, all three of the readings had to do with uh, the topic of humility. And, for instance, the first reading, I don't have the exact details, but I think it was something on the line of a person who felt he was very sinful, and he had this vision as angels touching him, like stone to his lips, and all of a sudden he was felt, and the angel directed him, okay, go forth and preach. So it, it was this idea of going from this feeling of unworthiness and, and, and you know, I can't do anything, and I, I'm... To being lowly. sent forth anyway, right? Pardon me? To being sent forth anyway. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. That um, that doesn't matter, really. That in, 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 Maybe, in, in a sense, it's it maybe a prerequisite to being sent forth to actually have at least some of that feeling of unworthiness or a feeling of, of uh, you know, not, not boosting yourself up. Maybe you need to even be at that point before you can be sent forth. And then in the second reading... Versus the third reading, the Paul. No, yeah, the second reading. Paul is talking about again. He's talking to Corinthians. He spent, a lot, he spent a lot of time talking to the Corinthians, or was that a big? Yeah, he had like two big long letters to them. Does he? Yeah, first and second Corinthians. Oh yeah. But anyways, he was talking about you know encouraging them to go out and and live good lives. Yeah, and, and allegedly too, the the Corinthians were a bunch of heathens. Uh, oh, were they? You know, so he's always. That's why he wrote to them a little more. Said, "Hey, you guys." <laughs> they needed more help, huh? Perhaps. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, a lot of. How are they doing these days? I don't know. I'm not going to diss the Greeks. I think I've dissed a whole state before. I don't think I'm going to do a country. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'd want to go there before I'd say anything about it. Exactly. Anyways. I mean, I've only heard good things about Greece. I know. I like Greek food. You know, so. I... <laughs> did you get over to Greece when you were there? I didn't. Oh man. I'd love to go there. Okay, but we're off topic. Um, so, anyways, Corinthians, and then and then the gospel of Jesus. What was he? Oh, he. That was the whole thing with the fish, and they went out. He was tired. They were preaching for the boat, and they said, oh, "You know, toss your nets over." They quit whining about not getting anything. Toss your. And then they had all this fish, and then that 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 image or that miracle made people. Oh my God, you're so you're so this, and I'm so small, and blah blah blah. Okay, let, let me do this. I did this last week, but I got to do it again. Sorry. When I heard that reading, you know, with the, the fishing in the boat, yeah. I mean, this is another reality check for me. I'm sitting there looking, listening to that, you know, yeah. and, and it was Peter. It was one of the boats, two boats, and one of the guys was Peter. Yeah. And, and it's He's weird. always saying weird stuff. Yeah, but, but I thought it was funny because it's like Jesus says, uh, you know, okay, now go pull out in the deep water and throw your nets down and... Uh, you know, get some fish, and Peter starts going. You know, we've been out all night, and and you know, we didn't catch anything. And and the next thing you hear, and then you hear him say, "Is, uh, but if you say so, okay, we'll go do it." I'm wondering what the look he got between those two phrases. You know, yeah, right, <laughs> or something. You know, like you know, I'm a fisherman. We've been out all night doing this, and and if and then suddenly he goes and he gets this look like, "Listen, pal." Well, but if you say so, we'll go out there and drop the nets, and then they haul in that enormous catch. But okay, so, so it's almost like, well, I, and I don't mean to be irreverent here, but it's almost like 
Jesus Christ, you're telling us to do this stuff again? You know, there's probably a whole little Ex- thing in between there, huh? Exactly. They are sailors, you know. Right. Sure, of course. They'd be <laughs> their, swearing. Their language might not be optimal. Exactly. It'd be salty. You would think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but anyway, but then this next thing is, you know, when he catches his Lord, I am not worthy, you know. Right. So. Well, that was him, wasn't it? He was always like, he'd blow off. He, did he like? He didn't really think before he talked, did he? Not usually. <laughs> he was not a big thinker. But uh, then he'd be. But you know the good thing about him, apparently, is you know he'd react. You know he'd, he'd react the, the right other way quickly too. You yes. know he, he kind of wore his heart on his sleeve or something. He did. He'd recover and do the right thing despite the fact that he just really screwed up big time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably humility right there. I mean, he really didn't get into. Uh, he wasn't pretentious about himself in some sense. Yeah. I, I like him. Yeah, Peter's good. So, anyways, I, 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 of course, went through and I was, I was thinking about this whole thing about um, unworthiness and and humility, and I know that's a big thing in a lot of religions and Christianity in particular that you need to be humble before God. You have to give up your will and let go to God's will and not be prideful. Pride, pride is seen as being very. You know, not a good thing, and um, serving is, is a good thing. So I was kind of looking at a few things about this. Uh, you know, and there was another thing that I got in the Bible in Philippians. I guess they quoted. And there, there was another one. This was a, like very direct. It says, um, "Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too." must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a being. So it's almost like there's a, a certain thing in the central imagery of Christianity about humility with Christ. Just the very fact of him being born as a human. Indeed. And... Um, and then I, you know, I, I looked at some other things. I, I, put, I'm kind of a big fan of Taoism as well, and they're really big about being. Um, they want like their idea of a virtuous person is someone that affects good in the world without even leaving a trace. It's like they shouldn't even, in in their mind, they shouldn't even know who did it. So, you know? so it's like ninja saints. Is exactly, that ninja saints. That's a good <laughs> good way of putting it. Um, yeah, so I, there, I had a little quote here. It said, A wise person acts without claiming the results as his. He achieves his merit and does not rest in it. I like that quote, does not rest in it. Uh-huh. He does not wish to display his superiority. So it, I, I think I think there's something to that. I mean, I, I, I kind of um, uh, resonate with that idea that being the unseen hand sometimes is, is a really virtuous or good thing to do. But then I, I also I I, I was uh, should I keep going here? Or yeah, I was just gonna say you know I I do that I don't know if it's for for that same reason as much as that I just don't really want to be noticed so much. But. Oh really? You're <laughs> based on introversion versus? Yeah, I'm more of a okay I'll do that but don't you know <laughs> shine the light on me or anything <laughs> you know. Well, I, I think I want I there's certain things that I want to be recognized for. <laughs> I mean, I'll just be honest. And there's some things I like to do and just have it. Sometimes it's kind of a uh, a kick not to even to have things happen and have it not even know how it happened. So I, I kind of vacillate between both. I guess there's certain, I guess, you know, being a human, I, there's certain things that it's like, hey, I like that about myself. 
Well, it, which brings me to my next point, which I got from uh, there's a kind of a Jewish website. I think I think it is aish.com. I'm not sure what that stands for, but anyways, they had a thing where they were talking about these rab- rabbis were talking, and they were talking about uh, they have this long story where they were talking about too much humility can actually be a bad thing. Um, but it was an interesting point. I'll just just read this thing be real quick. Too much humility also throws a veil across the inner light of the soul. The rabbis of the Talmud make this point very forcefully in, in a story. Now, I'm not going to go through the story. Let me see if I can find the other point here. Uh, okay, and then, so, their idea, and which I think is really good, the example helps us frame the Jewish definition of humility as limiting oneself to an appropriate amount of space while leaving room for others. So I think that's a, that's a really interesting concept in that it isn't that you are so humble that you don't even put anything out there into the world that you, I think it can be taken to a point where it becomes self-abasement and not even appreciating your own gifts or put, you know, that the um, stuff in the Bible about your talents and, and putting your talents into the world. You know that those yes. phrase about that. Yes, I do. Okay. And and there's also the thing that, you know, false humility is actually pride or something. Yeah, which is very interesting. It's like, oh, look how humble I am. Or something, yes. Or, or tell me that I'm better than I'm saying I am or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. But I really like this concept of limiting oneself to an appropriate amount of space while le- leaving room for others. It's a very um, community-focused uh, idea of humility. It's, it's that I have things that I can do. You're there. You have things that you can do. We all belong here. We all have value, but you know, my value is not more than what I'm given here to do. And, and they make the point down here, too, that, uh, that some people, in terms of the amount of space, they need to take up more space. And it isn't necessarily pride that they're taking up more space. For instance, a, a leader... Well, they need to take up more space. They, they need to lead. They need to be out there. They need to be expressing things. That That is their given amount of space. Is this philosophical space we're talking about or what? I think it's like space you take up in the world. For yeah. instance, um, well, I guess think of Mahatma Gandhi in some sense. Uh, he, was, he was a very humble, self-abasing person, but he took up a, a big amount of space in the world. He was out there. He was leading people. He was, okay. you know... It, Yes, sometimes the space is forced upon you, I guess. Right. Yeah. Sometimes the space, the space that you're given to occupy is larger. And I think that, for me personally, I would say I, I kind of, I guess I struggle with that. Well, how much space am I supposed to take up? In, in a sense, us doing this podcast, we're taking up space. I mean, we're not taking up a lot of space now because not a whole lot of people are <laughs> hearing this. Yes. But we're taking up some space. And, and I think maybe this is part of our journey with this is when are we going to take the next step to take up more space it's like so maybe we're dealing with some of these issues just in terms of the podcast itself we are indeed yeah and maybe you maybe you personally are dealing with that in terms yes but but you know from a technical point of view with my new isp we got a lot more space so it's all good (laughs) (laughs) well that's a good thing yeah so i've been rambling here what do you think about any thoughts about any of this or no i mean I, you know, sort of agree with most of that. It's humility is an interesting concept. I've been accused of not having any, 
isn't that you know hubris? Is that another word? That hubris. Yeah. Does that mean humility? No. No, hubris is the opposite. Yeah. Hubris <laughs> is thinking you're God. Yeah, I've I've been accused of that before. I don't I don't think that's accurate. Well, that uh, hubris has that concept of arrogance in yes. there too a little bit. Yes. But, well, yeah. arrogance and pride; these are all kind of closely related, interlocking concepts in some sense. Hubris uh, is taking it one level, like I, I'm God. I'm his, I know. His God. But see, but but I I you know when you think about this, the whole love thing and God and you know it's a lot about service that's what you know Jesus came to serve and not to be served and yeah he died for us and so that's your actually (laughs) now that I say that last week uh, at at our mass that I went to the priest gave this sermon about you know the first reading was about one of these you know prophets and he ended up getting killed and the second one was from St. Paul Corinthians still right about how he ended up getting beheaded and being buried outside of Rome and then there's Jesus you know and he actually got crucified and died for us and you go and and this is what you, we have to look forward to and after the mass we went up to the priest and said do you give prescriptions out with that sermon you know <laughs> but but the point is that it's not about being you know look at me and give me stuff it's about I'm going to do what I need to do, and, you know. Th- these readings I find interesting, the fact that people say, well, I can't do anything. Every one of these was like that, right? It's like, I'm unworthy. I can't do this. You know, please leave me alone. And in all the cases, it was, no, go out and do it. Yeah, You're yeah. the guy I'm picking. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's an interesting thought that, well, I'm not really of God so much. That's probably true. I'm using you anyway. <laughs> so. Well, that that could also be a misperception on our part, because one of the things we talked about last week about God and spirit being essentially in everybody, uh, I mean, that your whole concept that everything is love or we're all love, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, well, maybe it's this idea that we have about ourselves, or that in that reading, I got idea that that person had about themselves Maybe they were confused, actually, and maybe they, maybe that was part of what God was. Perhaps, or or I just think it's more of a yes. I made you. I know what you're about, what you're not about. Yeah. Go do what I ask you to do. <laughs> okay. Right, and then and then the the choice, the the fact that humans have choice as you, to whether they right. want to do you, that or you not. You do have to still gonna... decide to say okay. Yeah, they decide to say okay, or they decide to say no. I don't want to do that. Exactly. Or I don't want to do anything. But you know the part that's really bothering me about this? What is what this has to do with foosball? <laughs> is it is it already bothering you about that? Kind of. Oh my God. I mean, it's like sitting there going, you know, if you're too tentative, you say I can't take this shot, for instance, but you're not going to do it, and the game, it's not even a fun game then. It's not. It's not a game that that lends itself to tentativeness, to planning, to, to humility. I mean, I gotta admit that I'm not the best person in the world, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna take the shot, right? Well, and one thing too with foosball is that um, ability isn't always the only tool or weapon in your arsenal. Sometimes people can be. Sometimes there's another force that's there. I mean, you could technically be not as good a foosball player 
and still win. I think we actually have... We've done that. <laughs> we beat people that were better than us. Exactly. I'd say many times, you know. You know, another weapon that's really good to have on your team when you're playing foosball is a hot girl. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is important. And then go, distract that team for it. <laughs> Especially if you you got a girl and you're, and you're playing like uh, a team that has two guys, two horny guys. Exactly. Oh, Yes, <laughs> redundant as that may be, but you know. <laughs> not that you know that, but you know you can pretty much assume that they're horny. Yeah. But um, yeah, absolutely. So I think we've learned some valuable lessons. <laughs> Me too. I don't know what they are, but uh, I I think it's happened. It's happened. Yeah, we're out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should take this these readings and consider our humility, and we don't want to be falsely humble either. Exactly. Right. And for 2007, we're going to keep that balance. We're going to, as they said in this thing that I like so much, we are going to limit ourselves to an appropriate amount of space while leaving room for others. But that limiting, we're not going to make it too small. We're going to make it just big enough. Just like Goldilocks. (laughs) Just like Goldilocks. You know, that's something we haven't gotten into, all these fairy tales (laughs) that they have. Maybe next week. Perhaps. I'll work on that. All right. All right. Thank you. Have a great day after your birthday, Reiner. Thanks. Don't don't give me too much crap when I turn 50. Yeah, it's going to happen, buddy. Oh, crap. <laughs> I knew it. All right. All right. Let's do it.